Hi, this is Jim Quick, and I have a quick update for you. I'm proud to announce my very first book, Limitless, Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life. This book is not only based on the latest neuroscience, it is field tested for over 28 years of working with some of the most amazing minds on our planet. Just go to LimitlessBook.com and enjoy this book. Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. We have a very special episode for you today. Your question of the day is a question that comes up in our private Facebook group. People text it all the time and on social media. How do you overcome self-doubt? How do you gain or regain your self-confidence? You know, I think a lot of us have this fear of not feeling like we are enough. And because of that, we <clears throat> mitigate you know, our mindset and the results in our life. And I have a very special guest today, and we are actually in his studio. We are with New York Times best-selling author and host of the School of Greatness, Lewis House. My man, thank you, brother. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it, man. Dude, this is thanks for having us in your in your studio. <laughs> of course, man. Uh, I was just on on your show. Yeah. So mind people, blowing, almost two hours long interview. Yeah. So definitely go. So you over have there quick and, you have quick content in yours. I have long content. Yeah, so if you want yeah, more, yeah. you can Ex get exa it there, yeah. exactly. So here we were chatting off camera about one of the challenges people have right now is they feel like they're not enough, mm -hmm. that they've lost their confidence, they've lost their step. We live in very you know challenging times right now. There's a lot of turbulence and it's, sh it's shaken up the, the market. It's shaken up the people's certainty, but especially the certainty, not just externally, but the certainty about themselves. Mm -hmm. Can they perform? Yeah. Are they are they enough? Are they are they capable to to, to survive and, and yeah. thrive? Be there for their kids, run this business, and um, you know you have a unique story. I mean, do, were you were, were you born when people see you on stage? You're very extroverted, mm -hmm. and you know you're very you 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 own the room, mm -hmm. and you also encourage people. You give that courage to other people. Yeah. Were you were, were you born with this before we I go think into we have, this? I think we have a similar story in the fact that we both had learning uh, challenges growing up. I'm, you know, I'm still dyslexic, I guess, but I grew up just fearing reading aloud, fearing speaking aloud because I would stutter or stumble or I just didn't understand the words I was reading. Even today, like I was reading something out of your book, and when I read it aloud, still sometimes, like I was reading exceptional, mm -hmm. when I was reading your your... Uh, your subtitle, Limitless, Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your... I had this pause, because I was mm -hmm. like, is that exceptional or is that exponential? Mm -hmm. Like The way the word looks to me, it's like it's something is in my brain where I'm like... like so I have to slow down certain yeah. learning processes. Yeah. So for me, um, that was a challenge. And when you're made fun of a lot as kids, you know, whether you had the broken brain or for me, it was just like I couldn't read. Right. Uh, I got made fun of a lot. So I was in the special needs classes all through the end of high school. I was in a special class for learning in a special way. Mm. So, it, you know, that that level of feeling less than or feeling like I'm not good enough or not smart enough as the rest of my peers uh, was challenging. I was in a public school 
until I went to eighth grade and I was in those special needs classes all the way through public school. Then I begged my parents to send me away to a private school. I was in, from Ohio and I moved to St. Louis, Missouri. Lived in a, a boarding school. I lived in a dorm with all guys. And in the private school, when I got there, they tested me for the first time and I had a second grade reading level going into eighth grade. Okay. So I had all these confirmations of why I wasn't good enough, why I wasn't smart enough as a kid. And then I was in tutor classes throughout high school just to be able to graduate so I could get into college. So for me, that was a struggle in thinking that I was never gonna be good enough. I was never gonna be smart enough and kids aren't gonna like me, you know, teachers aren't gonna like me, girls aren't gonna like me. And I just felt like I was struggling a lot as a kid and I was riddled with fear and insecurity because of it. So that was kind of my story. And as a, I guess, a, a way to survive emotionally and mentally, I finally got to a point where I said, I'm sick and tired of feeling this way. And when I was in my teen years, I, I said, I'm just, I'm not going to allow fear to hold me back from putting myself out there, from feeling like I'm worthy of connection, of love, and intimacy, of trying new things, because I was so afraid of, well, I'll, I'll break it down. I, I realized that there was three fears that okay. we all have. And two of the fears were not a problem for me. And the first fear that a lot of us have is the fear of failure. We don't wanna fail. Right. We've been conditioned or trained not to fail, right? Sarah Blakely, when I had her on, she said that every day when she got back from school, her dad would ask her, what did you fail at today? And would celebrate the failure because it mm. meant she was trying, she was learning. We talked about this in the interview we did. For me, I knew from sports that failure was the key to success. I always wanted to succeed and therefore you had to fail in order to succeed. So failure was not a fear of mine, but a lot of people, when you ask them, what are you afraid of? They're afraid to fail. The second fear is success, believe it or not. A lot of people are afraid of the the responsibility when you have great power, right? When you have success come your way, sure. now I'm responsible. I have to be able to show up consistently. And a lot of people are afraid of success. I always wanted to be successful because I thought that would give me more attention and love. And therefore, Interesting. I, therefore I was like, well, that's what I want. I want to be successful. So if I got to get there through failure, I'm happy to do that to get what I want. So I was never afraid of those two. The third fear is what really crippled a lot of my life, and that's the fear of judgment. It's the fear of other people's opinions, fear of other people's thoughts, conversations, gossip. This is one of your three truths that you talked about, which really not letting other people's opinions hold you back from going after what you want in your life. And uh, judgment was the thing that held me back, because when I would open up a book and read it aloud in the class, kids would laugh and make fun yeah. of me or whatever. So it was always the opinions of other people that would hold me back. And those three fears are something that I started to learn about. And I said, I no longer want to be afraid. So when I was a kid, I started making a list of all the things I was afraid of. Really? Of course, yeah. I was, what are I was, some of those? One of the things was I was afraid to speak in public because okay. I would just get made fun of. Again, the judgment fear. It was like, why am I afraid of speaking in public? Because people are judging me. Um, another thing was talking to girls because they would laugh at me. When every right. time I would say hi to a girl that I was interested in as a 12 or 13 year old boy, you know, right. it's just like they would laugh at me, they would run away. So like that opinion, that feedback was emotionally crippling for me. Another thing was dancing, because when I would dance, people would laugh and make fun of me. And so I just started making a list of all these things I was afraid of, based on the judgment side of things. And that created a lot of self-doubt. 
Well, I was just like, I was like, wow, I've got a big list here. You know, it's like, I'm afraid of a lot of things. Right. And so as an athlete, I learned quickly that in order to grow, we must take action. In order to grow, we must take action. And I just said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of feeling this anxiety. I mean, I couldn't sleep at night as a kid, not because I had sleep apnea like you, but because my mind was constantly in fear and anxiety mode of like, what are people thinking about me? What's like going to happen? Ruminating, and- ruminating constantly. It would take me about two hours to fall asleep every night huh. until about seven years ago. And what now ha- it takes me about five minutes. What happened seven years ago? Um, I opened up about being sexually abused for the first time and I started to address all my insecurities and fears of the past that I never addressed. Mm. So I started to essentially fully accept who I am, everything I've been through, challenges with parents, girlfriends in the past, friendships in the past, mistakes. I accepted all the things about me that I was ashamed of, embarrassed of, afraid of, and essentially just said, okay, I'm, never gonna, I'm not gonna allow my past to hold me back from my present or future anymore because I'm accepting it, I'm acknowledging it, I'm talking about it all. Was there an impetus, that something that triggered I that? went to a workshop that, well, there was a lot of things. I had a business breakup uh, partnership about eight years ago that wasn't working anymore. I had a relationship breakup that wasn't working. Um, and I started just kind of reacting in different areas of my life where I felt triggered, where I felt like someone was attacking mm-hmm. an insecurity of mine or a fear of mine, which is, was this feeling of abuse. Whenever I felt like someone was abusing me, it was like I had to react and respond oh. in a negative way to protect myself. But I was unaware of why I was triggering me. I just thought, this is who I am. Don't try to change me. And I eventually started to go to reach out to all my therapist friends and start doing work on myself. And I went to a workshop that got me to a place to finally open up about sexual abuse as a kid. And then that just took me down a path of more work and more discovery and healing over the last seven years. But I started to make a list of all these fears in my teens, my 20s, and just started checking them off my list. So the first key to building self-confidence and eliminating the doubt and insecurity is to make a list of your biggest fears for me. And write them all down. Think of everything you can think of. Talking to girls, even if it sounds silly, write it down. Public speaking, talking to girls, dancing, salsa dancing. Learning, you know, learning to play guitar was a fear of mine. And what, is, what, what is writing it down and making it explicit? What, is that, what do you think that for me, does it's for just, the process? I think for me, it was just like, I, I just thought I was afraid of everything. And I was like, okay, let me actually get it out on paper and see mm-hmm. what this is so I can actually see how many things I'm afraid of. Yeah. And be aware of it and see it. I think when we can see it, then we can realize how to unsee it by breaking it down yeah. or by, you know, taking it on. And so I had this big list. And I just said, okay, what's the thing that gives me the most anxiety? And I rated them. Like, wow, you top consciously one. actually. I was like, this wow. one gives me the most fear. Like, do I feel like dying if a girl rejects me? Right. Yes. Do I feel like dying if a thousand people are watching me on stage? Yes. Or what level of death do I feel? You know, I would just wow. create a list. Or which one am I more afraid of? Most and, afraid and, of. Wow. And what I started to do is I said, I'm gonna do the thing that scares me the most and go, go backwards. Starting from the one that's most? Most scary, which I don't know if that's the best way to do it, but for me, I think that was the athlete mentality me, and I was just also at a place where I was sick and tired of feeling like so, so much insecurity, so much fear, so much worry, that I was just like, I don't want this thing to control me anymore. I don't want it to have power over me, so I'm gonna go all in on breaking it down, on mastering it, on at least to a level of neutrality so it doesn't control me. You, you, you interview a lot of people on your show and I noticed like when I'm, when I'm, the commonality a lot of times is sometimes 
people's inspiration is their desperation. Yes. They're sick and tired of being sick yeah, and tired. Pain. Yeah, they get, yeah. it becomes unbearable, so they have to. Yes. And sometimes they you. And I think, you know, when people say, well, how do you find your purpose? I think you figure out what you're either passionate about and you lean into that, or you figure out what the most pain is for you and you lean into that. Ooh. And so you can go either way. It's like, what do I love the most? Go do that thing, and right. that could turn into a purpose. Or what's the thing that I hate the most? Or what hurts me the most? And lean into that, your biggest pain. For me, I had lots of pain, lots of insecurity, lots of doubt. And I just didn't want it to control my life anymore. I didn't want to control my thoughts, my emotions. I remember, I remember going through a breakup in high school. And maybe this is normal for most people. Um, but it took me about two and a half years to get over this breakup. And I would literally be in the fetal position for hours on end, almost every night, crying, sad. Like, I didn't know how to be alone. I didn't know how to be okay without being in that relationship. And I remember I said, after two and a half years, like, I am, like, this is not okay to feel this type of fear and insecurity and pain out of breaking up with someone. Something else is off here. I need to go on, and so that was on my list, like being alone, mm. being by myself was a huge fear. So I said, I'm going to fall in love with myself alone. I'm gonna go out only to lunch by myself, only to dinners by myself. I'm gonna to go to the movies by myself. I'm gonna go salsa dancing alone. I'm gonna do all these things by myself, not bring a group of friends, not call people up. I'm going alone. I did that for like two years until I said, wow, I really like being with myself. I didn't like it the first six months. I didn't like the thoughts I had. I didn't like who I was. But eventually I fell in love with myself by myself. And that was a big fear to overcome. And so creating a list of the biggest fears for me was really helpful. And then and I tried to do that still every year. I'm like, what am I afraid of still? Because those are like the limits of what we're where I'm at to the next level. I've still right. got fears to get to the next level. I might have mastered certain things, but what's next? Right. Creating a list of all the fears. And then for me, it was taking action on the biggest one until it got to a place where I was like, I feel really comfortable. It's kind of like you're a big superhero person. You know, Batman for me, it's like he was afraid of the bats, he was afraid of the dark, he was afraid of being alone with, mm -hmm. the, you know, being underground, wet, all these right. things. And so he said, I need to master this by becoming the bat. How does a bat live? Let me live with bats until they're my friend. Mm -hmm. And until we become friends with our fears, I think we're always gonna be a little insecure because that fear still has control over us. This is awesome, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I challenge everybody right now to take a screenshot of this episode and tag Lewis, tag myself in it. And what would the challenge be? What can they What can they share? I would say create post? a list of your three biggest fears right yeah. now. Um, you know, that, write it down on the screenshot. Say these are my three biggest fears, and then um, make a commitment. Say I'm committed to taking action on this fear today. Because and what's it's public, the one? Yeah. And what's the one step you want to take towards making that fear um, a friend of yours? I love and, that. And, and turning the fears into friends. So you can take an action step today, but then also say, I'm going to give myself three months to overcome this fear. Turning That's interesting, turning fear into friend, because yeah. like you think about all the things that you were struggling with, that you're fearful about, whether no, it's I'm an love them. Wow. No, I love them all. Yeah. Speaking in front of people, it's like I love serving, whereas before I would never get on a stage. Yeah. Dancing in front of people, there's no way you would see me on the dance floor, Dude. ever. Now it's like... Have me find someone, I'll dance with anyone anytime. Dude, I'm telling you with the languages, I want you to feel the same way. I, I want, want that. To I want to be able to speak on, in front of all yeah. Spanish-speaking audience and be fluent, confident yeah. uh, in their language. That's the key. It's happening. It's I, happening, I, I don't man. doubt it. It's, it's happening. Awesome, man. Thanks, brother. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? 
If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team could properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your limitless book club where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for one hour. Yeah, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.